All right, Tarkaron. I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not on board with this. I, really... I know. I. I know. I like signed off with that. I should have done like the Lando thing where he's like, and he even did that in like in in the solo movie. He like he did that to his little droid buddy. And I was like, can this movie have any th- original thing it can do? Oh. Think... <laughs> All right. Well, welcome, boys and girls. Gather around. We have today a little thing called. Hypotheticals, 50 Questions for Insane Conversations by Chuck Klosterman. And previously we did... Is that his real name? Well. That's his stage name. Yeah. Sounds like a stage name. Mm-hmm. Um, previously we did 10 of the 50 here. And today we'll do 10 more. And then next Ooh. time we'll do 10 more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> so you never know what's going to come up with these things. You know, it could be a very serious question that makes you question your morality. It could be a silly, stupid question that's like, oh, that's silly, that's stupid. But you never silly, know. Oh. It's both silly and stupid. So we're going to have a little... <laughs> <laughs> there will be a, a title of the card, and then I'll read it, and then we respond to it. Hypothetically, of course. Wow, this is riveting. <laughs> Riveting uh, introduction. Well, <laughs> here we have a title, The Freewheeling Architect. Oh, boy. <clears throat> you are close friends with a wonderful 30-year-old woman who has never been in a romantic relationship. At long last, she meets a man she seems to like and who likes her. He is 35, a successful architect, relatively attractive, and refresh- refreshingly unguarded. In fact, he's so unguarded that... During the first meal you ever share with him, he stoically tells the entire table a stunning story. This is his anecdote. When I was 12 years old, I was playing with my neighbor on a railroad bridge near our home. No one else was around. We got into an argument and I pushed him off the bridge, killing him instantly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I told everyone it was an accident and I never got in any trouble, but I knew what I was doing. <laughs> At the time, I truly wanted to kill him. Now, in retrospect, it was obviously wrong. I wish I had not killed that person. But that was 23 oh. years ago. Little kids do crazy things. You know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, your female friend asked if she should continue pursuing this relationship. How do you advise her? Uh, so this guy sounds like he has anger issues. And I I don't think you just kill people. I don't care. <laughs> 12, 12 years old, I feel like you're mature enough to make wise decisions. Yeah. And... Murdering people is not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Little kids do crazy things. You know how it goes. Yeah, man. You know how how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, stealing Gatorade or something like that at 12 is is fine and forgivable, but pushing someone off a bridge. Here's the thing. Yeah, they they try to make you feel bad for the woman in the beginning. Like, oh, she's never been in a relationship before, and it's great. So you don't want to mess this up, right? Like... No, I'd still be like, just um, ta- that if I killed someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care, like, I mean, yeah, if he was just, like, a little kid and he made a mistake, but no, he was like, no, I wanted to kill him. And <laughs> I was like, that's, that's, none of that is okay. Like, I don't care, like, how, the fact that he told this at a, at a party, like, as like a, I'm going to announce this to everyone. <laughs> I killed a man. I mean, he was just a boy, and I was just a boy. But I killed someone, and I, and I didn't regret. And I don't regret. Did he say he didn't regret it? No, he said. Um, 
He said, at the time, I truly wanted to kill him. Now, in retrospect, it was obviously wrong. I wish I had not killed that person, but that was 23 years ago. Okay. But now he's an architect and probably constructs bridges, so that that whole situation just doesn't seem right. (laughs) She's very... she's Conflict of interest. (laughs) But, but hey, she's going to be financially stable... You know, she might have. She might end up marrying a murderer, but you know. Well, here's the thing: you, you it's take like, what you can get. You know, it, advise. Yeah. It says, "How do you advise her?" It doesn't say you have to tell her, "Don't her. date this person or date this person." You just say, "Just so you know, he pushed a kid off a bridge when he was 12 years old." Just so you know, <laughs> you do what you want with that information. I just feel like you should know that going into this. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the heads up. And that's your advice. That's my advice. I mean, yeah, I mean, my advice would just be, like, I I would think very carefully and probably talk to him about this. Yeah. Before doing anything else. Before Sit, it, yeah. thinking thinking any other long-term plans, this Sit, needs to be... <laughs> Set your expectations about. for the relationship. No more bridge pushes. <laughs> I Maybe no more bridge sometimes. building, either. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Oh, I will, so so any any other input? I think that's I think that's it. Yep. I mean. Okay, we're pretty we're pretty unanimous on that one. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to force their hand. It's like you just tell them. Well, yeah, you push a guy know. off the bridge when he was a kid. But you do you, boo, right? That's right. Okay, you can't one. control other people. That's true. I don't mean to sound. I don't mean to sound like regretful in that, which it sort of did, but this one's called the Cannibal's Quandary. Oh boy, mm. you're in a plane crash in the Andes Mountains, not unlike those people from the movie Alive, or I suppose like the 1917 Uruguayan rugby team who experienced this situation in reality. As such, you will be forced to consume the human flesh of the people who died on impact. This will be a terrible experience, but it is the only way for you to survive. Fortunately, you did not know any of the victims personally. Would you rather eat a dead baby, or would you rather eat a dead elderly person? Would gender role would gender play a role in the selection process, and how much would it bother you if this meat turned out to be delicious? Yikes. I mean, this is easy for me. You'd never pick babies when you're given the option. <laughs> yeah, what's up no. with that? <laughs> That's mm, pretty fresh much up. Meat. That sounds like you're literally going... The texture would be smoother on a baby, so you're being picky. Now you just old person, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> would like, gender play a already, role? They've already lived a full life, you know. Right. And, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, I'm also considering like the whaling ship Essex, which they they discovered several men still alive, but they had eaten their companions to to continue to live those that died mm-hmm. um i mean i would be very disturbed if i found that i enjoyed the taste of my own flesh because that's that's not okay <laughs> there's very many there are very many issues with that in fact you can um i think you can get a i think you can get disease like holes in your brain from like consuming your own flesh eating other human beings it's not oh. good for you. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. so, would, okay, gen- would, be- would gender play a role in your selection process? No. No, I don't think so. Let's let's not get cute, all right? 
just it's just weird. No, not really. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, how much would it bother you if it turned out to be delicious? I mean, a fairly large amount. <laughs> a It'd large be fairly amount. fairly disturbing. Yeah, but I mean, just because something's delicious doesn't mean you have to keep eating it. I mean, and it's not like you can't hold your resist eating more. It's like oh, I gotta have more now. It's like you eat a good chocolate bar, you can tell yourself no more chocolate. <laughs> Include even if it means having to survive surviving survival well yeah initially it'll be a great experience but then you just realize it's not okay to do this more often we'll just part mm -hmm. ways with human flesh eating that's my take all right it'll bother me a moderate amount <laughs> <laughs> old people it is moving on gender okay. has no uh <laughs> gender does not influence my eating habits no yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, were they thinking that like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to like slice <laughs> up a lady. I don't want to slice up a lady, you know, or something. Or ooh, I want to eat lady. That would be better <laughs> than eating man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay, here we go. It's next. Cool. More right. more cannibal questions. Here we go. Here we go. Stereotypical Jesus. Yes. Cool. Was that like Buddy? Is that like Buddy Christ? <laughs> this is yeah, stereotypical Jesus holding a, a little baby lamb. Oh no, that not the Twitter one. You die from natural causes. You send toward a warm white light. You immediately realize you have entered the afterlife, and much to your surprise, it is exactly like the cliched kindergarten version of Christian heaven. The ground is covered by a white cloud-like fog. Angels fly around you and play the harp. You are wearing a comfortable white robe. Everyone there is aimlessly walking around, smiling broadly, perfectly content. This, it seems, is how you will spend eternity. Upon your arrival, you are greeted by Jesus, and he looks exactly like the stereotypical depiction of Jesus. Welcome to heaven, he says. He's a white guy, in other words. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you will like it here, and I look forward to loving you unconditionally for the duration of time. But I also realize that heaven isn't necessarily for everyone, so I always give newcomers a chance to go to the other place, if that's what they would prefer. Are you referring to hell? You say in response. Oh, no, says Jesus, not hell. Certainly not hell. I would never send you to hell. But you can go somewhere that isn't here. It's another viable post-life option. About 18% of our potential residents go in that direction. What is the other place like, you ask? I can't tell you, says Jesus. But if you do elect to go there, you can never come back here, and you only have 20 minutes to decide. Why only 20, you ask? Because I'm Jesus, says Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I think I stay where I'm at. You stay in the, bliss, the blissful fog. The yeah. blissful fog? Well, <laughs> I, I, would be, I would be very confused, um, because I was like, well... Um, this might have been what I had the idea of when I was younger, but I, I have different... I don't necessarily have a concrete version of what heaven is going to be like, other than what, what the Bible says. I, I am I'm a religious, by the way, if in case anyone's new to this channel, mm -hmm. uh, or new to me in general. Um, so I'd be confused, because I was like, I'd be like, that's not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's scary, that's you, scary, you, Jesus. Is you'd be, a trick? It's, I'd be like, I'd be very confused. You'd be like, you're um, not Jesus. I, I <laughs> might, I, I might, I might risk the other place, 
in the sense that the other place is pr it might be the actual real afterlife that is, <laughs> this, this is just you a know, facade. The, the real one. Yeah, this is like the test, or like the, no, this is actually hell. <laughs> this like, is like, if you if you say yes to stereotypical Jesus, he like morphs into like stereotypical Satan. Wrong. Like, devil and wrong call. And you, <laughs> whoops! You pick wrong, or you've been punk. <laughs> um, and then uh, so I don't know. I'd probably take the risk and probably say I don't. Yeah. That would be very. That would be a very hard and uh, faith. Uh, <laughs> twenty minutes. Twenty minutes faith, to decide. Yeah. Like a very like like faith wrenching twenty minutes. Yeah, twenty minutes to decide. Why twenty minutes? Because I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't anticipate uh, or think that Jesus would be as sassy as that to just <laughs> promptly reply because I'm Jesus. Make your decision now. <laughs> the, well, where's where's the, God the Father, Jesus? The timer. Yeah, where is? Start he? the timer. Yes. I think I'd ask some of the other pedestrians walking around, you know, see what they were, their thoughts and their take. And like, is, is this what you expected when you came here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, how long have you been here? How's the food? You know, make sure you figure out what's going on. But, um, but yeah, I am also religious as well. So I would not anticipate fluffy clouds and little cherubs playing harps and, you know, whatever. Well, well I mean, the argument... I'm not religious, and I also would not anticipate fluffy clouds. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we're all on the same page. Yeah. But we're we're faced with this Jesus, and he's sassy. <laughs> and you have you have to make a decision. I'm going. I'm risking it all, and I'm going to the other place. Because uh, I will. I'll risk it. Yeah, I think I'll is, roll the dice. This isn't the this isn't the bill of goods I was sold. <laughs> you could say. I I didn't I didn't. Like it says, I didn't sign up for this. It says people are walking around just like perfectly content, and it's like, eh, I don't know if I, I want that. If you're just like mindlessly walking, I'm like, Whoa. I want riots in my heaven. Yeah, I want people throwing <laughs> beer bottles at each other. <laughs> Hashtag not my heaven, not yeah. my heaven. And yeah, I'd go to the other place, but he's like, no, certainly not hell. So cool, that's great. And then, and then when you go to the other places, like, oh, this is the real new heavens and the new earth, and you you just dodged a bullet right there, buddy, because you were you were almost you were almost going, you were almost going to the to the the other other place. <laughs> yeah, everyone has to pass through the tra the initial trap phase to actually get into heaven. You must pass the test. Okay. Yeah, I think we're all so we're all I going. A, I don't think there's a test you have to pass. I think that's that is no, that's the test. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is. That's it. Stereotypical Jesus. <laughs> um, said, he said about 18% of our potential residents go in that direction. Where did 18. they get that number? He's Jesus. He's got the number. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the people who created that, like, where do they just, like, 18%? Uh, yeah. It's, it's a low, low number, kind of, relatively. It is kind of a low number. So you know everybody's too scared. They're just going to be like, oh, blissful eternity for me. <clears throat> All right, this one's called Underground Dream House. All right. Imagine your dream house, whatever house that may be. Think of all the details you would like this home to possess, including furniture. You're suddenly given the opportunity to trade wherever you live now for this hypothetical home, and your mortgage will be whatever you currently pay. The home will be in roughly the same location as your current residence. However, there's one odd caveat. This dream home is buried two miles underground. 
When you look out of the windows, all you will see is dirt. In order to enter the residence, you will have to take an elevator that travels down the two-mile shaft at high speed. It's about a five-minute trip. The elevator is comfortable, and there's a staff located above ground that provides 24-7 maintenance on the elevator. If something breaks or goes wrong with the elevator, you'll be rescued immediately. Would you accept this underground dream home? Wait a second. So are we confined to the the lobby of this elevator in our house underground? I'm no, confused. no, they're just saying... They're just trying to establish that it's underground. You have to take an elevator to get there, but like whatever means you're not. They don't want you to say, "Oh, but it's dangerous to go down the elevator." They're like, "No, you'll be taken care of." The elevator will always have maintenance, and it's a five-minute trip to go down the two-mile shaft at high speed. If I order DoorDash, Chipotle, will they put it in the elevator to go down, oh, so I don't have to go up? You could put like little delivery options like little okay. comment you know yeah put in elevator yeah, just, just leave it leave it in the elevator i don't need to see anyone I'll send payment up <laughs> you do have to wait for a few minutes well you do yeah. and you do have 24 7 maintenance above ground so they could probably get it for you you know there's a okay. guy up there he'll get it yeah. oh yeah yeah i, I say I, yes for sure i'm taking this dream house because i mean a dream house is good but an underground dream house that's a spectacle <laughs> say, come one, come one, come all, come visit my dream house underground. It's you literally. No one else has a thing where you can take an elevator shaft down to your house. As enticing not... as that is, I think I would decline oh, because no. I have. I would consider myself having seasonal depression. Like I don't like gray <clears throat> skies and winter and gross stuff like that. I just start to feel down the dumb. So I'd much rather. Be able to open up my windows and have natural sunlight coming in and mm. being able to walk outside and feeling the sunlight. Yeah, Can you but... feel the sunshine, Zach? <laughs> Does it brighten up your day? Well, <laughs> you take just a five-minute trip to get to the sunlight. Real quick hop in the elevator. Sunlight. Yeah, but that's a long time. Yeah, that it feels like really such a pain. It does, it does feel like <laughs> it's a pain to get your perfect stuff. dream house. Did you think it would be easy getting your perfect dream house? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I had to sacrifice so much. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird because like sometimes I think that's like well that wouldn't necessarily be a big deal because like I spent a lot of time inside anyway. But if it's gonna take me five minutes to get like I'm already like late to everything as it is. Zach can attest to this. So. It'll take me an extra five minutes to get to my to get to my truck in the morning to go to work, which means I have to play in an extra five minutes, which I'm already terrible at doing. I, ah, that's that's see, it's, five, five minutes doesn't minutes, sound like yeah. much, but it's but it is kind of an inconvenience. It's just the sacrifice you have to it, pay to get your dream house. I have to get my dream. House, your dream house but, is given to you at the at the price you're paying now. But here's the thing: I'm still living at home. So I am, am I. Alex. That's free. That's free. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll take it. Free. So a lot of free. Um, and and we're living in the parsonage too. So the technically the church owns this house, and we just pay utilities. <laughs> so I don't have to pay off a mortgage either. Yeah. Uh, it's a good deal. Uh, dream house. Just here's uh, your dream yeah. house. It's underground. Do you want it? No, I want sunlight. It's a worthwhile thing. My my brother has the same sort of thing too. Yeah, but sunlight you're not denied. You don't have to live stay under there. You're not denied sunlight. You go up. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> <laughs>
you like you. I mean, even... it is a dream house, so that means it's it's whatever size you imagine it to be too. Yeah. You want it to mm-hmm. be. So it could be like you know you could have like, well, there's such a thing as too big of a house, I think. But but your yeah. dream house, of course, will be just right, like just right, yeah, like just mother bear, or <laughs> <laughs> that baby bear. Was Bar- that baby, baby bear, bear is just a little, just too little. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. no I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I guess the, is the... Just I not hot enough, <laughs> baby bear. All right, uh, I think we've talked enough about porridge and temperatures. Uh, what are what are your decisions? Final verdict. Yes, I accept this underground dream home. It's gifted to me. All right, he's accepted. I will accept, but only kicking and screaming because I have to <laughs> I have to actually you know plan my time out better. Okay, and Rusty. Forty-seven. I have to plan my time out better. <laughs> Rusty's denying it. I am denying it. Yes. No. No, I will not take my underground dream house, good sir. <laughs> no, I will not. <laughs> this one's called the tumor. Uh oh. You have a brain tumor. Oh. Good start. Though there's no discomfort at the moment, this tumor will unquestionably kill you in six months. However, your life can and will be saved by an operation. The only downside is that there will be a brutal incision to your frontal lobe. After the surgery, you will be significantly less intelligent. You will still be a fully functioning adult, but you will be less logical, you will have a terrible memory, and you will have little ability to understand complex concepts or difficult ideas. The surgery is in two weeks. How do you spend the next 14 days? Wow. Well, so I guess we're taking this question as if it happens to us today, not as our seven, like if we're 70 years old or anything like that. Yeah, the surgery is in two weeks from now. Yeah. It's tough. So you have to do the things that require using your intelligence to the, to the most. I play video games. <laughs> <laughs> you do that when you're dumb too, though. <laughs> yeah, but I'll never be able to progress. There's no way I'm beating Final Fantasy VII. Definitely if not in time for the gents challenge. If you yeah, didn't beat get... Kingdom Hearts with a good brain, you're certainly not going to be beating Kingdom Hearts with a, <laughs> a vegetable brain. <laughs> so the next 14 days, hmm. What's the smartest vacation you can take? New Zealand, and then hit Tokyo. And but, then, like, you uh, have to do a lot of smart things, like. Well, a lot bring... of that requires a lot of that requires like uh, like cultural awareness and like thinking of your place in another. Mm-hmm. Not well, especially in Japan, if you're in a non-English oh, speaking. You will also area. have a terrible memory. So I'm I'm doing uh, video logs. I'm writing everything down that I can remember. That's yeah, yeah journaling a lot. Yeah, I definitely write a lot. V- video logs might not be. I already do like a lot of videos just for the basis of like if I don't remember things, I can always go back to them and relive capturing it. a moment in time type of thing yeah so like especially then i'd be doing a lot of videos just talking about everything everything in my life everything i like try to say smart things have you ever <laughs> seen 50 first dates yes yeah i would just have adam sandler record a video so that i wake up every morning and play this vhs tape and yeah. remember everything about my life that's true but it's, it's not. I don't think it's like you don't remember anything, right? It's you, you will have a terrible memory. Yeah. So, so which means uh, employment will be difficult, probably. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll be less logical. In Alec, general. why can't you remember to mix the pesticides the right way? 
You could, yeah. Hmm. So I guess, is the question, would you go through with the surgery or would you die? Or what would you do in the 14 days? What do you do in the 14 days? Let's assume yeah. you're going to do the it's surgery. A, yeah. Okay, okay. What, what if I What if I was just like, you know, 27 years, it's pretty pretty much a, pretty pretty sad, pretty rough. But you know what? Damn. Uh, it's, it's my time. It's only going to go downhill from here. So. <laughs> I'll be less intelligent. I cannot bear it. I cannot well, bear that life. Honestly, like that that is like I mean, it sounds horribly pretentious, but that is like <laughs> I I, sure, I do yeah, value but... that part of my personality. But you, you make know? you make videos to yourself, you'd be like, You know this. I am you. you Here's what I know. <laughs> and you tell them so you have how... to like teach yourself every day something that yes. you you remembered when you, you were you put little like tutorials for everything. Like all right, uh, give yourself bra- uh, order brain age uh, on on eBay. Train your brain in minutes a day. Not yeah. enough. It'll never be enough. <laughs> but the terrible memory worries me. I don't know what exactly terrible memory entails. Like yeah. terrible memory long term, or like you'll just have terrible memory generally, like remembering things when you need to. Yeah, i i don't I don't like this. I don't like that either because that that makes it sound like I said employment would be a lot more difficult. Um, which for means sure, regardless, doing, it's going to be more. Which difficult. means doing things I enjoy will be also more difficult. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, man, I don't know. So are you trying to do the most things that I enjoy, I guess. Making sure I try to see people, see as many people as I can, like friends from college and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, have smart, like, smart conversations. Yeah, have have intellectual conversations. Yep. And I think that's good. And journaling everything yep. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then I probably won't be able to play Dungeons and Dragons again after that, which would be sad. Yeah. Why can't you remember what dice to roll? I'll just frustrate all my friends. There's and a lot. Complain. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things like I wouldn't be be able to play Smash Bros. Nearly as well because uh, it takes a lot of processing you know let's see this one's called a life in film for whatever the reason two unauthorized movies are made about your life the first is an independently released documentary primarily comprised of interviews with people who know you and bootleg footage from your actual life critics are describing the documentary as brutally honest and relentlessly fair Meanwhile, Columbia TriStar has produced a big-budget biopic of your life, casting major Hollywood stars as you and all of your acquaintances. Though the movie is based on actual events, screenwriters have taken some liberties with the facts. Critics are split on the artistic merits of this fictionalized account, but audiences love it. Which film would you be more interested in seeing? Hmm. I already know my answer to this one because I've thought about this before. Oh. Um... Brutally honest. Do we want brutally honest, or do we want a romanticized version of my life with big actors? I think for me, I would say raw and real, just complete honesty. I've got nothing to hide. I wear my past on my sleeves for the most part. So, okay, so, why, so, 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 why would you necessarily like? So, why would you prefer that one over the other one? Over the kind of romanticizing my yeah the my romanticized life. big big budget uh, Hollywood actors 
different interpretation, possibly even of events and things. I think it'd be more just like media, I guess, looking at me a different way and I guess forming these these opinions about me based on things that aren't even true. And there's really no way for me to appropriately address the, the media and the public and everyone else that saw the movie that, no, this actually isn't true because the paparazzi fabricates so much stuff so often that it's, mm. it's tough to kind of go back on that. Um, but at the same time, you look at something like Bohemian Rhapsody and, you know, Freddie Mercury is no longer alive, so he can't really contradict anything that did or didn't happen in that movie. But I'm sure a lot of, not a lot of that, but some of it was romanticized, you know? So I don't know. It, it's kind of, uh, it's a tough thing. What do you guys think? Do you, well, do you think you have a lot of people who dislike you in your past? Because that's what's going to come up in these interviews. They're going to interview these people and be like, they're going to be brutally honest. So if you have some bad history, it's going to come out. If you think you've, uh, you know, you haven't had such a, I mean, if you're, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think uh I don't I don't have very many past enemies as if it's that's probably hard to believe, but um, <laughs> so Yeah, no. It'll be rave rave interviews. Yeah. Rave interviews, yeah. Maybe they'll interview us. <laughs> they'll interview people who have like no business being interviewed about you. <laughs> <laughs> you were all like you you did you talk to Rusty, you listened to his podcast a few times, right? How do you what, feel about it? What do you it? think? Shove a can, shove a microphone <laughs> in my face. Brutally, uh, yeah. Brutally honest. What about you guys? Um, so, uh, I, because I have thought about this before, um, and I had the what I'd thought about it before in my mind, but now you bringing up like being overly romanticized is is interesting because like I was thinking. Recently, uh, Tolkien, the his, the bio, biopic about him, uh, came out, and the estate, the Tolkien estate, actually like denounced it. They said they they did not approve of the. They hadn't even seen it, but they oh. they just kind of dispro- they sort of disapproved of it being made altogether. Hmm. Um, uh, I think the fa- it's funny because they keep licensing stuff, but at the same time, I think the 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 rest of the family is actually a little sick and tired of Lord of the Rings mania, you know, continuing to do stuff. And it's like, well, if you're complaining, then why did you okay an Amazon Prime series? You know, it's like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. But at the same time, I can also understand um, there was, uh, what was that movie that, was it the movie that won Best Picture last year? A lot of people were really upset that, that, because it sort of, um, the family of the people that were that it was about did oh, not like. Yeah, do you John remember Benet? this? Was, was the, I don't. The John Bonet one or? I don't. I don't uh, remember. What I don't the think it's called. That would have won Best Picture. Hold on, let me look it up. Best Picture was, 2018. Oh, yeah. Best Picture. Hmm. I, oh, it was Green Book. Green Book. Yeah, that's it. Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. How could I forget? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah, so there were a lot of people complaining about that though because it's it's very much a still kind of a um a film to make white people feel good about race relations essentially was kind of the the way that the movie kind of plays out a little bit. That's that's just I'm just based on what I heard people saying. Okay. Um 
And the family of the, uh, I don't remember, the black character in it, though, did not approve of the movie because of how that that was kind of what they felt that the movie sort of portrayed it as. They, they didn't like it because it, it almost felt like at times it was like the white guy comes along to save the black guy. And, you know, and in it, mm. not necessarily in that, like, that wrote of a way, but it, it sort of, the implications are, are still kind of there. So that, that to me is making me question because I, I would, I think I would probably prefer the, the Hollywood big budget or interpretation of it because... I already know stuff in my life, and I don't want to see that raw and real. <laughs> I don't want to see that on the screen. I already know it's terrible. I don't need to. I don't need other people to see that. Um, even if they, if, even if they, they say it's bold and interesting. Um, I, I would be, I would be maybe morbidly curious at the very least to see a, a different interpretation, some artistic version of a portrayal of events. Yes, I would know going in it's it's hollywood it's obviously going to be romanticized it's going to be fictionalized there's going to be things in it that didn't really happen that way or maybe just straight up didn't happen at all Mm -hmm. but i would at the very least like to see like what the thorough themes are like the thorough um line is of like what the themes are what 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 cinema cinema cinematographic I want to see that. I want to see the what the screenplay was like. I, I I'm interested in all the different facets of the of the filmmaking itself. That that part would be interesting to me. Like, what would they decide to do with like this particular event of, in my life? Right. Um, how would they shoot this? I, I I that to me is is far more fascinating than a raw and uh, realistic portrayal of my life. <laughs> But at the same time, if it if it might even be more, if it might even be more unflattering that way, then maybe I don't know. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Right. That that's the thing is if it, if it ends up being more unflattering like that one or you know like Tolkien Estate or like Green Book, then maybe mm, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that then. But I I at the very least want to give it a shot to see to see like you know. <clears throat> That's 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 my that's my two cents yeah. on that. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'd be curious to see how they would fluff up my life because I I think it's a pretty boring story to tell <laughs> all in all. <laughs> so I'd be interested yeah. how they make it into a Hollywood top budget. When movie. Zach was twelve years old, he pushed his best friend off a bridge. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go. Yeah, Let they, me tell you the this, tale. Take... Yeah. And. No, for me it would be when Zach was 12 years old, he joined Pete's Game Room Forum. <laughs> it's intense cinematography on that moment. <laughs> joining the forum. <laughs> like zooms in, uh, pans in, slow pan on the, on the screen. And then 10 years of my life in that community. <laughs> um, but I think ultimately I would go with the, the brutally honest one. Because in my time I've encountered a lot of fake, fake people. Haters. I want to see what they what they really think, you know. Heck like, yeah! So many people have uh, like you know ghosted me, so as to say, just cut off ties. I'm like, I want to hear these brutally honest interviews. What do you got to say? It'll just be like that. <laughs> they're just trashing on me the whole time, but I'd love to. I'd love to see that because it's kind of like the perfect. Assuming everyone's it says brutally honest, so. 
it's like the perfect scenario that a lot of people think about. It's like, what do people really think? If you could read their minds, what do they think about you? And you get that opportunity. Um, how oh, I already you... see, the thing about me is I already know that there are all kinds of people that don't like me for a lot of different yeah. reasons. <laughs> yeah. But Hollywood stars, who, who's pl who's playing you as a Hollywood star, actually? Who's playing you? Who's playing me? Huh? Someone, I would say someone with me. curly hair, Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's not bad. Uh, mine would be um, Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> probably. I mean, you could probably do, like, you know, I like Michael Sarah. He's mm -hmm. very awkward, <laughs> and I'm very awkward, so it's a pretty good fit. I would say Tom Holland for me. He's goofy. Oh, He's very yeah. energetic. Oh, that's a, that's a, yeah, no, that's a good that's a good choice. Yeah. yeah. Great. Now I want to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my mind. And they'll cover the part where all three of those actors come together to do this call, and it'll be the most right. epic part. Now who plays? Now who plays Lauren and Ryan? That's my real question. Um, Lauren would be played by Lauren, just so people know, who are Lauren and Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Lauren <laughs> is my wife, and Ryan is my brother-in-law. So we need like a burly, bearded guy to play Ryan. So I would save Lauren if this was movie was made in like the '90s. It would be Shuri Appleby, played in a TV show called Roswell. Check it out. Oh wow, out. deep cut. I don't think I've ever heard <laughs> of either of those two things. Look at uh, just look Google Shuri Appleby, and I would say like, so, yeah. and Roswell, she mannerisms the way the character presents herself. She's very reserved and shy, introverted. Um, I would say that Lauren is very much spitting image of her back then in that show. So. Okay, yeah, I can see that. And Ryan, I, uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Yeah, I have to think about that. Mm. All right. Well, we have our choices. Yes, we do. There we go. Brutally honest. All right. This one's called Worldwide Perfection. Scientists build a massive space station that allows mankind to control the worldwide weather. As a result, there are no more weather emergencies. There are no more droughts or floods or tornadoes, and global warming has been eliminated. However, there is an immediate demand for perfect days. Because the weather can be controlled, many people want the weather to be nicer and more predictable. A large segment of the populace wants there to be two specified dates, April 22nd and October 22nd, where every place on Earth would simultaneously experience ideal weather conditions for 24 hours. These two days would become worldwide holidays, ideal for weddings, reunions, outdoor sporting events, and any tourism or traveling that demands meteorological perfection. Every community on Earth would have perfect weather on these two designated days. However, the environmental community claims that this might be risky. There is no precedent for worldwide perfection and environmental leaders fear that this could create problems we cannot foresee. It can't be nice everywhere, says Universal Weather Czar Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> at any given moment, at least one-third of the planet needs to be dealing with semi-crappy weather. However, no one can spe specifically prove why this alleged perfection would be dangerous, because it's never happened before. Where would you stand on this issue? Do you want the perfect, although potentially harmful, days? So if we don't want the potentially harmful days what's what's the alternative scenario just like how we live today with just yeah well, yeah with how we live today with minus the natural disasters yeah but people want april 22nd and october 22nd to be perfect i don't know i think if you tamper with mother nature you're going to get worse circumstances 
eventually than you would otherwise how things currently stand. So I would I prefer to just have things the way they are and I guess we would just have the the repercussions that we currently experience. But aren't we certain aren't we already disturbing the forest by taking out natural disasters like mother nature creates these natural disasters. We don't know what we're doing but we're we're ending these tornadoes and floods. So are the alternatives yeah, I guess have I'm... so the alternatives are what? So that it's like have a world that's similar to now minus natural disasters because we've we've controlled that. Yeah. So you'll still have bad weather days naturally, but there won't be any like huge mm-hmm. floods yeah. no or like things. or like or like tornadoes or things like that. Or control for have to have two perfect days but not necessarily know the risks of tampering that specifically with those two days. Yeah. Oh, okay. I miss okay, misinterpreted. I think I'd pick the former then. Yeah, same. I I think also the way they phrased it made it seem like April 22nd and October 22nd they're like perfect days. So everyone plans all of their vacations and everyone plans like days they're na- they're like worldwide holidays. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It's all kinds of well, I mean, cuz it's like you have okay, the fourth everyone's going to be traveling. Yeah, but that's that's nationwide. It's on and your side, though. <laughs> you know, we're not sponsored by that. <laughs> um, that just sounds like a nightmare. Like you wouldn't <laughs> want to go. Like, why, who who wants to have like? I mean, okay, like yeah, and got, could, I guess you could argue like Christmas is is like a worldwide sort of celebration holiday, what have you. But that's not like that's not like not every single person necessarily like goes and travels on those days yeah, this is pretty but extreme yeah although this, this although... Is like it's it's perfect so you you're like almost pressured to to go do something but like who would want to go travel during that that sounds like a recipe for <laughs> i feel like this is, like, this is what the the first pitch for the purge movies was and they were like no there's not enough death and violence yep <laughs> and then then it was okay one day to do whatever you want yeah and then god forbid you come out of your underground dream house for this too <laughs> right <laughs> right like, I'm staying um, down there on the perfect yeah. day. <laughs> the perfect day of my underground dream house. Uh, um, yeah, I would. Just, we don't need perfect days. We don't have perfect days already, and we're doing fine. Yeah, it's it's totally okay. It's crazy. Like, yeah, literally everywhere in the world, everybody is on Facebook. Perfect weather. <laughs> perfect what? Have you perfect weather day, everyone? My friends in Alaska, friends in California, enjoying the day. Also, there. I don't think like there's no way to. Everybody has different differing opinions on what is the perfect weather for them too. Exactly. Yeah. You like, all, there's no. You, you'll there's just no have way to, a next level feeling. You'll all feel differently. The temperature. Every, it transcends hum, uh, yes. being so that everyone just feels that it's the best, the best possible yeah. weather. It says yeah, ideal weather conditions. Yeah, well, for twenty-four um, hours. Yeah. yeah, well, there's an episode <laughs> of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine where they go to Risa, and there's supposed to be perfect weather all the time there, except someone screws around with the perfect weather machine, and it becomes horribly t- torrential and rainy and stormy, and it almost kills people. Also, that episode is <laughs> terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
No perfect how many, days. How many, is this, how many is that now that we've done? Seven. Six? Seven, okay. Mm-hmm. On to Three eight. More. Yeah. Um, so, right. yeah, and you're already in a world where you don't have the harmful weather anymore. So, like, take, exactly. <laughs> take what you got. Yeah. Just be content with that, because that <laughs> sounds pretty great. Mm-hmm. All right, here we have Joe Sixpack. Mm. You're placed in the unenviable position of having to compete for the right to stay alive. You'll be matched against a person of your own gender in a series of five events. A, an 800-meter run, a game of Scrabble, a three-round boxing match, a debate over the legalization of late-term abortion, scored and officiated by reputable collegiate judges, and wow. the math portion of the SAT. In order to survive, like <laughs> you must yeah, win this at is least... Not... <laughs> In order to survive, you must win at least three of these events. Your opponent will be playing for his or her life as well. However, you kind of get to pick your opponent. You can either A, compete against a person selected at random, or B, compete against someone who's exactly like you. If selected at random, the individual could be of any age or skill level. He or she might be an infant with Down syndrome, but this person might also oh be gosh. an academic <laughs> all-American linebacker from Notre Dame. If you pick the average human... He or she will be precisely your age and will have an identical level of education. The person will be a perfect cross-section of your particular demographic. He or she will be of average height and of average weight with a standard IQ and the most normative life experience imaginable. So, whom do you select? Or perhaps more accurately, do you feel that you're better than an average version of yourself? What a, what a bizarre question. <laughs> and a wordy one at that. that that went all kinds of places too. Yeah, I was we're like, throwing, okay, so we're throwing out abortion and we're throwing out like so uh, okay, so Down yeah. syndrome. What's going on You're here? You're competing man? in five five events. You have to win three of these. An 800 yeah. meter run. I've already yeah. lost. Yeah. A game of Scrabble. I, yeah, probably. Might win that one. Yeah. A three round boxing match. I lost again. I'm in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A debate over legalization of late term abortion. Maybe. And the math person portion of the SAT sure so that's yeah two I'm a, and a I'm half a, I'm like a, I'm like a maybe on three of those <laughs> I am a, yeah I'm yeah. at two and a half score for me so but in order do you pick random or someone around your average self I pick random because our, my chances Same. are already not great just thinking about passing these events yeah um, I would definitely say random yeah I would also say random because um, your odds are going to be better especially since I mean, technically speaking, I'm above average intelligence, so I could win a game of Scrabble or a debate, and the math portion are all kind of intelligence-related, and if I, the odds are I'll get someone with below average or average intelligence, maybe I can win. Um, maybe better. you have somebody who's, who's, who's just as smart, you might be able to, you, you might be able to, it's a little dicier in there, but they're way less physically fit than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, which for me, would be a I child. Would... <laughs> yeah, so honestly, probably hof- me the hopefully same. Hopefully I get a child. Is what yeah. I have to murder. <laughs> I beat this child in a boxing match. <laughs> Just so, so I could live and he dies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, random? Random. Yeah, I pick random. Because especially if it's, like, average version of you. That was... What was that about? What was that part about? An well, average saying, version of you? It's saying, like... In a sense, do you feel you're better than an average version okay. of yourself? Okay. And I no. mean, I mean, I just feel like that's riskier. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
random. It's like there are so many people, so many uneducated people out there, unfortunately. But I'll take advantage yeah. of it as soon as I get in this competition. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, I think I would agree. Why with is that. it called? Wait, why is it called Joe Sixpack? Joe Sixpack. Uh, because it's um. Next question. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Sixpack, huh? Okay. <laughs> Here we go. This one's called the Courier. You are offered a strange job by a New York-based company. Every morning at 6 a.m., a car service will come to your home and drive you to JFK Airport, 40 minutes from your residence. You will then take an 8 a.m. business class flight to Los Angeles, arriving at roughly 11.30 a.m. You will be picked up at the airport and driven to a Burbank office, where you will hand-deliver three innocuous but unfaxable documents to to the corporation's president. You will then be driven straight back to LAX, where you will immediately catch a return flight to New York. Another car will pick you up at the New York airport airport at 9 p.m. and return you to your home in New York City. This is what you would do every day, five days a week. <laughs> Wake up in New oh, York, no. fly five and a half hours to Los Angeles, and then immediately fly five and a half hours back. You have to wear dress clothes, but your lunches can be expensed, and you would have no other responsibilities while flying. The pay would be a 10% increase from what you currently earn, but they would need a three-year commitment. Would you take this job? No. No, <laughs> I would oh. need like five hundred grand a year to do something stupid like that. No <laughs> sense. Like, yeah. It's like half of your day fly, flying around. Um, yeah, most of your day flying around. There aren't good movies, podcasts in the world to entertain me or cause me to want to be okay with that. Yeah, to be t- cooped up in a plane all day. Ten percent increase is not doing it for me, especially since I no. don't make enough money as is. It's not. No gonna be good enough I, yeah i make i make decent money but like no, that you, you have to pay me a lot more than than 10 percent increase of <laughs> of current like yeah. what, what, is there a number that would give it for you like 50 percent increase 70 percent increase maybe like a 200 percent increase yeah, <laughs> it's like 100 percent, and i only had to do it for th- man even three years of that would just yeah be... that's that sounds awful I mean, I think a month, and I'd be ready to jump off the plane. Like, <laughs> yeah, really. No, like, no parachute. <laughs> yeah, just like get me out of here. It's five days a week. I'll you get two days Lake off. Michigan. And what the hell are these documents that we can't like <laughs> send them in a safe way? <laughs> over like, it's a strange job. <laughs> it's 2019, people. Yeah, it's current year. That's why you're offered a strange <laughs> job by a New York-based company because it's like, no, you have to fly out. It has to be as inconvenient as possible for you. You have to fly out and do this in person. Yeah, that's no, that's just awful. Yeah, I'm not gonna sounding. take that job, sir. You yeah, will? I'm not. No. no. I was gonna be like, "Are you crazy? <laughs> Are you crazy? You out of your mind?" No. I would be. I would be interested in hearing somebody's rationale for taking that job, though. Um, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, because I mean, ten percent like, relative to anywhere is not gonna be enough. Because I'm not making much money right now 10 percent, not enough making a lot yeah. of money i don't need the 10 percent. so wh- yeah. where is the 10 percent going to help me i don't think so yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> or, I mean, or it's like you, playing, you... I, I mean like hey i could like play through a lot of switch and 3ds games but then i'd run out probably a year in for all that time spent on and i'd get bored and yeah. i don't want to get bored when i'm playing a video game <laughs> yeah what do you do for a living i fly unknown packages 
<laughs> back and forth, back and forth, five days a week. Hey, what are these? What are these drug? I, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm this just getting paid for it. I'm just flying these here? things. That's bizarre. Yeah, I want to know what the Unfactual. contents of the packages like. What's right. so? I don't even know. It's just really weird to me. I don't know. All right, so this is the final one for today. Let's do it. It's called Kick in the Ribs. Mm. Your best friend is taking a nap on the floor of your living room. Suddenly you're, oh, faced... No. <laughs> Suddenly you're faced with a bizarre existential problem. He or she is going to die unless you kick the slumbering friend as hard as you can in the rib cage. If you don't do this, he or she will never wake up. However, you can never explain your actions. If you later inform your friend that you did this to save his or her life, your friend will die from that. So you have to kick a sleeping friend in the ribs, and you can't explain why. Since you cannot tell your friend the, the truth, what excuse will you fabricate to explain this seemingly inexplicable attack? There's a spider. A spider, and <laughs> you prick his ribcage. Yeah, uh, I, thought it would, I thought it would be funny. <laughs> thought it'd be uh, funny, I, yeah. I mean... You might so, have to accept the fact that you're losing this friend. You just accept yeah. it, that the possibility <laughs> you're saving his life, but they might not be your friend anymore after this. And is, is there any <laughs> reason why they were going to die, like, on the floor? Was there? No, it's just magic. Okay. okay. Because, because also, cause if you tell them why, why you kicked them, they also just die. <laughs> so, yeah, so magic. a wizard cast a spell and made this magic weird sequence of events. If you pay him happen. enough, he'll make you more attractive, but he won't tell you how much how more attractive. <laughs> yeah, that was a question for last time. Um, what yeah, excuse? I mean, like the spider well, excuse isn't a bad one. Yeah. Oh, there was a brown recluse man. I just, I, you, yeah. What's I that? Is that like a giant spider? A brown recluse is like. There, so you don't have to necessarily say they—they they have very like very lethal. Uh, they have potentially lethal venom depending on where they bite you. Um, it'll, it'll it'll give you a nasty like gross like bite mark bite or something. Mark. Yeah, it's it's it can be bad. Well, it it almost has like a necrotic effect a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, they're pretty. They're they're not they're not fun. They're not great. It's like a black widow essentially. Gotcha. You can just say it's like, oh, you know, I, you know, I just is a black widow or a brown recluse or something. So that's not necessarily saying I'm saving you from dying. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I'm saving you from a potentially <laughs> nasty spider bite that could lead to death if you were to untreat it, or if it was a small child, um, or a pet. But um, well, yeah. What if they they just you accidentally say it in a way that catch you on a technicality and your friend dies. No, that counts. <laughs> <laughs> that counts. You were trying to save his life. Whoops. Mm. Um, yeah, I would. I would say. Then, if if that's the case, then I'd say I would say I would literally say I thought it would be funny. I didn't mean to kick you that hard, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you can get away with that. I didn't think I would kick you as hard as I possibly can, <laughs> just like that. Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, then they get it on like someone. Someone was taking video of it, so then they see you like wind up for the kick. I would, I would t turn the lights off, and then when he wakes up, I'd be like, "Oh, I didn't see you there." <laughs> <laughs> like you tripped, but you kicked him as hard as you could. Like, oh man, I was trying to kick a soccer ball, and it was you. <laughs> like just stumbled over you in the night and accidentally kicked you as hard as I could. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's good. All right, well that's it. Boom. Good stuff. I like those. Where did you get this, Zach? Did you like just buy it on Amazon or something? Yeah, I bought it on Amazon. Hypotheticals. 
It comes Medicals. with a nice, like nice 50-pack of cards here. Are there, are there expansion more? packs? That's what I was going to say. I don't think so, actually, but that would be nice. That would be we nice. should write in with some of our own. Write Give in them some, some fresh ideas. Um, some, some, do they have to be as, like, sometimes rambly and wordy? Because the, yeah. <laughs> some of those are, like, going on for, you know. That's... Well, he doesn't like oh. he doesn't like small talk. He likes that's true. This guy, yeah, he hates small talk. I also hate small talk, actually. But he he says people are <laughs> people are good at small talk are known as idiots. So yeah, that was great. I like it. Next, so we're gonna meet back again in, uh, late June, early July for a dense challenge video, and we'll probably do another one around then. Um, another know, one of these hypotheticals, you mean? Or uh, any sort of video. Actually, yeah, I think Toy Story 4 comes out right before then. Could talk about yes. that. Um, so, yeah, that's the thing. All right. Well, I'll see you next time. Uh, uh, hey, thank, thank, you for joining us. thank you for joining us, Rusty, because Zach didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Seriously, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to be on here. Uh, always love talking to you guys ever since the Tales of Asperia. So, yeah. Uh, little yeah. talk. So, yeah. Check Check out check out Rusty's podcast. It's called Otaku Brothers. It's mm -hmm. really good. I've listened to every episode. My 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 phone was acting like really weird today though, and it like glitched out, so I didn't get to listen to all of it today. The most recent one, but not um, a problem. Yeah, it's good, good stuff, and uh, highly recommend giving it a listen. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, on Podbean and iTunes, check it out if you want to. We just talk about video game stuff, nerd, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, the yep. whole kitten caboodle if you will game of thrones so yeah yes. but thank nice. you guys for having me on really appreciate it love what you guys are doing and anytime i can be a part of it my pleasure awesome yeah, well i loved having you so all right thank you very much peace bye <laughs> <laughs> oh.